Welcome to the Choose Optimism podcast brought to you by Optimist International, a podcast to let you know of all the good things that might be happening right in your own backyard. This is a podcast to highlight the positive influences of Optimist Clubs right in your own community. For those of you that have listened to our previous podcast, you know that we always like to start this off with a quote to get you guys thinking about things that can improve your life. And it's amazing how words can just inspire you to have a better day all the time. And today, part of being optimistic is keeping one's head pointed toward the sun and one's feet moving forward. And at this time, it is my great pleasure to introduce Tim Bell, who is the 2023-2024 Canadian Children Optimist Foundation president. Tim, thanks for being with us to talk about the foundation of Canada with us today. Hey, Shane. Thank you very much for inviting me to be part of your uh, podcast. I appreciate that. Thanks. And Tim and I go back because Tim is actually a part of my district, the Alberta, Montana, Saskatchewan, Northern Wyoming district. So it's uh, fun to have you on here. We just had our first quarter board meeting, had a lot of fun at that. So good to have you back on here, though, Tim. Thanks, Shane. It was also good to uh, be in Great Falls and uh, and be part of uh the uh, district convention, which your club and uh, one of the other Great Falls Club was hosting. So thank you to that. Well, one of these things that we always like to talk about, Tim, is uh, your optimist story and, you know, how you became an optimist. Tell a little bit about about how you became affiliated and started as a member with Optimist International. My story goes back to 1995. Um, The community that I resided in at that particular time is a a small community that was about 5,000 people uh, just north of Calgary, so in in the province of Alberta. Shane, thanks for asking me that question about my Optimist story. I was a a charter member of the Optimist Club of Airdrie, which was formed in 1995. Uh, My children at that time, I have uh, two boys and one daughter, and they were involved in minor sports and it was an opportunity for an optimist club to help the youth in our community back in those days our optimist club was uh, involved in uh, some of the scholarship programs the essay the oratorical Uh, we were involved in funding for track and field football our local bmx track so it was an opportunity to give back to the community and that's how i i became involved in optimist it eventually expanded. I became um, not only a, a member of the club executive, but a member of the district executive and went on to be a district governor in uh, 2010, 2011. Thank you. And that just goes to show you, it doesn't matter where you start at in this commu- this organization. You're really limited by how far you really want to take your leadership goals. Oh, and I can explain that. That actually is a, is a good segue into my role as the uh, president of the Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation. I didn't expect that, uh, you know, 25 years ago, I would be uh, moving into this position. But as you get involved in in optimism in your communities, uh, you see the work that the foundations do on both sides of the border, because our Optimist International Foundation in the United States is uh, equivalent to our Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation in Canada. Um, and the work that they do, um, it prompted me to become a, um, a contributor and a, and a sponsor or a benefactor to the foundation. Um, and as I moved through that process, I uh, eventually became, um, it eventually brought me into a position where I had the, the opportunity to be a board member of the foundation and now sitting in that role as president for this year. Tell us a little bit about some of the projects that the 
Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation covers? The, the focus of the uh, Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation is to support community, support youth, uh, support activities and scholarships for all Canadian youth. Uh, that includes all of our districts in, in English-speaking Canada and all of our districts in French-speaking Canada. Uh, so we are truly bilingual. Uh, the Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation or Fondation Optimiste des Enfants Canadiens. So we do have the, the bilingual component. Our executive director and head office is based in Montreal, Quebec. Uh, but we are truly a, a Canada-wide from coast to coast um, uh, foundation. Uh, we provide scholarships for all of our Optimist International branded scholarship programs. That's the SA Oratorical and CCDHH. Uh, we do provide uh, an opportunity for club grants. We have a spread relief program, which is an opportunity for a grant for projects based on children's wellness, whether it be mental health, whether it be physical health. Uh, and then we have a couple of, of uh, programs that are involved in outsourcing Outsourcing would be similar to the pass-through program that the Optimist International Foundation in the United States has, and it allows our Canadian clubs to um, obtain funding for projects. They have to be approved by the foundation, but those projects then are allow, uh, would allow individuals to contribute and receive taxable charity receipts in order to uh, promote that uh, that. Uh, project in your community. So it's well-rounded in that, in that um, ability to support, uh, you know, scholarships, mental health, community projects, uh, community uh, activities. So uh, it, it does a great job in Canada. Now, as your role as president, what are some of your duties that you use to carry out your position of office as per se? Um, that role in, in a leadership role is to look at our strategic goals, our short-term strategic goals, um, work with the board of directors to uh, plan a, a, a chart forward. Um, one of the goals that I have, and, and maybe I'll just back up and talk about what my theme for this year would be. Um, my theme is going to be building for community. Uh, it's, a, it's an opportunity within that theme to let optimist clubs within Canada continue to build on those legacies um, with continued uh, philanthropy um, and the, the ability to work towards um, bringing people together for a common cause, uh, allowing them to create a sense of togetherness and support of youth in their communities and allow clubs and communities to create a legacy for tomorrow. So that legacy for tomorrow is our endowment and our uh, investment portfolio, uh, which helps to contribute those continuous funds that are that are generated on an annual basis, especially for the scholarship programs, because we know that the scholarship programs are are uh, true and dear to most optimist clubs, and uh, the, our last uh, the twenty twenty three World Oratorical Championships had a Canadian winner, uh, in which case the uh, the uh, Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation would be providing the scholarship for those, those uh, champions and uh, regional winners. So when we have a Canadian winner, your Optimist Foundation takes care of that, and vice versa, when we have a United States winner, 
our Optimus Foundation takes care of that. So it's kind of a unique partnership where we take care of, you know, the kids from that area or they win when they move in from the oratorical contest. You're correct. It, it, it is a, a kind of a, an opportunity for both foundations to take the lead in those programs. Um, Terry Davis, who is the OIF president for the 2023-2024 year, uh, is from New York State. And we've talked about uh, the possibility that we can come together for some sort of joint program throughout our terms as uh, presidents. So, um, uh, so I'm looking forward to that in this, uh, in this year. What are some goals that you have as the CCOF president this year? Did you have any goals your, for yourself that you set out to achieve this year? Um, I think two goals in that are dear to me is looking at um, creating a true endowment program. Uh, we do advise uh, Optimist members that we, we do accept endowments, but in order to be more proactive in that regard, we are looking at a, a test program through, the, uh, through this year that would allow us to focus um, and actually run a, a test program within one of our districts uh, to um, launch a real um, endowment benefactor program so that uh, optimist members and, and non-optimist members alike have the ability to uh, endow real estate, um, securities, bonds, um, be part of a life insurance program. Uh, so that's one opportunity where I think that we could excel. And the, the second is uh, looking to try and, and focus some attention in bringing um, a corporate donation, an annual program, um, possibly looking at, at an organization to fund those scholarships or looking at an organization to make a commitment for a dollar amount on, a, on an annual basis for a 5, 10 or 15 year term. So, so that corporate sponsorship endowment program. Those are two things that I think the uh, Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation could build on. Tell us a little bit about the process of becoming the CCOF president, because I mean, that's quite an honor to be moved up that far. Plus, there had to have been a process to get that far. The board of directors of the Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation is um, spread across the country. The individuals from different districts or a group of districts are are nominated to the board. Um, in the case of the most recent um, board member that was brought in for this term, uh, Denise Nassev is coming in from uh, Southern Ontario. And Denise uh, was one of uh, three candidates that were presented. So typically, um, when a board member is stepping down, we look at the geographical area where they are originating from and try to solicit uh, individuals, uh, typically those with uh, strong ties to the foundation. They've been involved in, in their own personal uh, giving program and they've been benefactors to the foundation. But also we look at the skill set that these individuals have. Uh, we do go through a, a nomination process and we actually go through an interview process. We try to make it uh, much more, we try to round out the uh, uh, the candidates and bring in the best candidate that's involved. So my name was brought forward to the board uh, four years ago. Um, I sat in the position of board member for two years. Um, I was the president-elect last year, the president this year, 
And one thing that's different from our, between the Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation and the Optimist International Foundation is uh, I will then serve one remaining year as the past president of the board. So it's a five-year commitment, uh, two years uh, as a board member, uh, president-elect, president, uh, past president. The Optimist International Foundation have a program that the Instead of a past president as a, the retiring or the, the leaving member of the foundation, they do bring in actually an, a past OI president to sit on the board for a one-year term. So slightly different ideas, uh, partly because of the different um, tax regulations and also the, uh, the um, societies acts that uh, determine the board foundation structure or board structures in general for nonprofit and charitable organizations. So it's a, it's a multi-year commitment. And because of that, uh, the person that is coming onto the board has to be uh, dedicated and, and, uh, and knows that they're in for um, uh, a multi-year term. Now, Tim, we're part of, like we talked about earlier, the, what people refer to as the Alphabet District, the Alberta, Montana, Saskatchewan, Northern Wyoming. But they have a unique trait with the CCOF on, that, on your guys' side of the border, where they are the number one contributor to the CCCOF every single year that I can remember. Uh, you're correct in that regard. Um, uh, AMSNW has always been the uh, the number one district as far as donations across uh, Canada. Uh, that's including the six districts through the um, Optimist Foundation Canadien, which we refer to sometimes as OFC. It's the uh, six districts of French-speaking clubs along the St. Lawrence uh, which would be Eastern Ontario and in through Quebec. Uh, there are three districts in Ontario, and then we have our three Western districts, which would be uh, our three actually true international districts because they are both Canadian and American, AMSNW, uh, DMM, the Dakotas, Minnesota, and uh, Manitoba, and PNW, which is the Pacific Northwest, which would be Alaska, British Columbia, Oregon, Idaho, and uh, Washington State. So those three international districts um, actually support both foundations. You as a, as a club member in Montana, your foundation donations are going to the Optimist International Foundation or OIF. Uh, and yet on my side of the border, our Alberta and Saskatchewan clubs are contributing to CCOF. Uh, we do have some strong supporters in the United States that give to the, the Canadian Foundation. And, and we, as even myself, uh, have, uh, have provided uh, funds to the OI Foundation, even though we don't individually um, benefit from uh, taxable receipts or charity receipts from, from either country. But out of, those, uh, out of those Alberta and Saskatchewan optimists, uh, they are the... Uh, the uh, typically the number one district. And I think just in this uh, last year alone, um, over or close to $45,000 in contributions has come from uh, AMSNW. And it's also fun because we can have a lot of fun raising money for our foundations. Uh, for example, our last quarterly board meeting where a lieutenant governor, if they could get the most 
dime a days in their club get to shove a pie in the face of our governor. So it's, you can have a lot of fun trying to raise money for your foundation as well. Exactly. That's a, that's a really unique uh, uh, incentive. And um, I've taken that uh, story back to um, our other uh, district foundation reps within uh, our other districts to say, hey, here's an opportunity for your governor to uh, step forward and promote the foundation by considering uh, doing a, uh, you know, a, a, a humorous uh, uh, event like, a, like a, a, a pie in the face and award that to the district that has brought in the most dime of day uh, members based on based on the districts or on the zones or districts membership um, in the case of the lieutenant governors it's based on each of those those lg zones um, however you're going to have some zones that have a high number of um, of optimist clubs and a high number of members versus some zones that are smaller so rather than the total number it's the percentage of of dime a day um, members uh, based on the actual members that the zone has. So there's an opportunity for Lieutenant governors to promote something just like, you know, dime a day and, and, uh, and make fun of it. So I'm looking forward to see what happens at our second, third and fourth quarter meetings in that regard. And for those of our listeners that don't know what dime a day is, could you just roughly touch base on kind of what that is? Sure. Um, each of the foundations have a program where $36.50 will give you a dime a day pin and uh, become a, a dime a day contributor to the foundation. The um, Canadian Children's Optimist Foundation is actually uh, within the 2023 calendar year has just uh, recognized their 35th anniversary. So our dime a day pin is going to be a little bit unique, similar to what OIF and the U.S. Foundation did with their 50th anniversary. We will actually have a 35th anniversary commemorative Dime a Day pin that is uh, is uh, one way to promote the Dime a Day program to our uh, to our Optimist members. So a one-time contribution of $36.50 would allow you to receive a Dime a Day pin. There are some other thresholds. If you want to become a President's Club member, that's a five-year commitment of $200 annually. And then we also have that Christian D. Larson, which is a $1,000 one-time donation through the year. So there are various stages that you can receive as a benefactor. And, and I'm happy to report that uh, not only in AMSNW, but the ones that I have seen have been AMSNW members, and we've have contributors that are reaching their, you know, eighty and ninety thousand dollar benefactor awards for being foundation donors or foundation sponsors. That's quite a lot of giving from people to make sure that our Optimist foundations are going to be healthy for a very, very long time. You're right. You're right, and and that happens both on the OIF side as well, but um, but we do have uh, you know the ability to have non-restricted and accept those non-restricted funds which go towards scholarships club grants spread relief or wellness grants but the outsourcing program is also an opportunity and uh, and uh, one of the the um, outsourcing programs that you've heard about is our uh, amsnw um, 
contribution or at least promotion of the um, through one of the Calgary clubs, the outsourcing program is uh, Brave Education. And uh, and in the past, we've spoken about Brave Education, which is a which is a, a program that was sponsored by the Optimist Club, the Dinner Optimist Club of Calgary. Uh, and Brave Education has a program looking at uh, the traffic, the prevention of human trafficking for sexual exploitation. That was an, that became an outsourcing project um, in order for the the program to be able to issue tax receipts. And that connection with the Canadian Foundation, the CCOF, has allowed them now to apply for government grants and matched funding in order to promote that program across Canada. So there has been a, a, a benefit of, of the outsourcing program or any of our scholarship and, and grant programs of, of working with municipalities, working with provincial governments and working with the federal government to either look at a grant program, look at matching of donation funds and to be able to take more money to that program or to that cause. So I think it's been a, a win-win for not only the foundation, but the Optimist Clubs in Canada that way. And that just goes to show you, Tim, if you work you, with your foundation, there are grants out there that are available to make projects or things in your club an actual reality. Instead of just talking about them, you can actually make them a working project and a reality. Yes, you're right. Correct on that. Tim, I cannot thank you enough for being with us today and letting people know about the CCOF. And it is a privilege to be able to have the president of the CCOF in our district this year. So thanks for being with us again today. Hey, Shane. Thanks very much. It was good to be with you. Um, as I say, just uh, uh, the last weekend of October to not only to uh, celebrate uh, the uh, Halloween program with a uh, with a an interesting uh, costume and Halloween party, but to also uh, work with you as a, as the Lieutenant Governor for Zone 1 in the AMSNW District. So thank you for taking that role. It's hard to say no when the Governor calls and says, I want you on my team. <laughs> Makes it that yeah. much more fun. <laughs> well, that's great. And, and Shane, thanks for stepping up to that role because we always need volunteers to be dedicated in that regard. So thank you. And to wrap up our podcast this week, we would like to say with the quote, the, to make you think about how to make a difference in the world. And that's what these podcasts are all about. Success is not how high you have climbed, but how you make a positive difference in the world. We would like to thank you for listening to the Choose Optimism podcast. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star review and share with your family and friends to let them know what's going on in your community as well. And until next time, remember to choose optimism. 